Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, number 149. Back. One man, alone, betrayed by the country he loves. Now it's last hope and it's hour of need. Terry? Hello? <laughs> Did I miss the memo? I didn't prepare us to. <laughs> the dumbass himself. You like my plunging neckline? <laughs> I do. How is everybody doing this fine evening? Great. I don't Pretty know. Good. I know how I'm doing, but you know there are millions of people in the world. I don't know how <laughs> all of them are doing. Mm. I do. Some of them, I imagine, are starving. <laughs> Some. Jeez. Oh, well, oh, that's good. But dumbass says he knows. So dumbass, tell yeah. us. Uh, yes, there are some people starving. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, a few people so... are, are sad. Some are happy. Quite a lot are having sex right now. Excellent. How many are masturbating? Even more. Even more. Yep. That falls under the having sex category. Ooh. <laughs> well, having sex with yourself, sure. So I guess we need to differentiate how many people are having sex with themselves and how many are having sex with other people. Okay. With a partner. <laughs> um, well, okay. You, you want me to start <laughs> counting? Uh, yes. One, two, three. Use tally four, marks. Uh, All right. So while he's doing that, let's move on. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Instead, I, I do. Is there any? Um, do we have anything else? We have no like pre stuff tonight. Nobody is, you know, mentioning their 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 spot on Johnny Carson that they did. Nobody's mentioning anything. We've got nothing this week, right? Well, I was on Johnny Carson. Okay, good. Thanks. Ian's not here, so we don't have any reports on any conventions. Aha, uh-huh, exactly. He is our convention guy, isn't he? he I, is can, I can tell you yeah, that the weather down here in Houston is lovely. Would you be lying? No. Okay. No. I can, tell you, that, uh, I can tell you that the, uh, the Denver has a world champion football team now. Yeah. I'll tell you this, though. We don't, you know, we don't lie in Houston but when we do, you know, we're in Texas, so every lie is bigger. So we tell lies like small government. Mm. You know, I said something really unkind when we were watching the Super Bowl last night. Uh, the quarterback for the Panthers makes a big to-do about how religious he is, and he's like prays before he goes onto the field, like in a big public display of religious piety, right? Well, like we exactly. saw how well that worked out for – Saw how well that worked out for what's his name. So at the end of the game, <laughs> they showed a close up of him on the bench. You know, as Denver is like the last few seconds of Denver's one, and he's just so like dejected and defeated and pissed off. And I said, "Where's your God now?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, God was, is a Broncos fan this year. I guess so. <laughs> well, they say that's why Son. Sunsets are blue and orange. Yes. Mm. Yep. Wow. Oh, yeah. The guy's name I was think, trying to think of was Tim Tebow. Mm. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't play anymore he was, at all, does he? Uh, he was high. He was too high maintenance for any team, apparently. Yeah, this wasn't quite Tebow level, but it was. You saw him come onto the field, I'm sure, just like with his hands together and. Just... Is this the guy who was doing the Superman thing, or is that somebody else? This was the quarterback for the other team. Yeah. Well, no. There was a there's a guy on that team that was doing uh, oh, a Superman yeah. thing when he scored, and uh, 
Wait, yeah, we, he, he'll oh, like do the shirt opening thing when, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, I Whatever. I, I don't care about any of that stuff. I mean, yeah. what, it's I mean, all that, that... it's all branding. It's, yeah, that's it's true. It's all trying to establish your own your own personal brand so people remember you. Or if and you're so, Manning, if you're Manning, you uh, drop Budweiser at the very end in your post-game nice. interview. Did you hear that? He's no. like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to drink a lot of Budweiser tonight. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he was totally. Pl- I mean, I'm sure he was paid to do that. It was great. It actually, it, it you mentioned the thing about the about the opposing team's quarterback and being super religious. Manning made a statement about being about being religious. He says, "But I'm just real quiet about it because it's my business and nobody else's." Good for him. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think it's hilarious though. We hear from these people that when they win, oh yeah, you know. Uh, God and all this, right? But when they lose, they don't say, "Oh, you know, God, jeez, that right. guy." They don't say, "God must not have wanted me to win." Exactly. Or, God fucked me out of the game, or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, actually, very few people ever say, "God fucked me." Mary, maybe, but that That's was true. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of Greek women, a lot of Greek <laughs> women years years and years ago. Mm. That's yeah, true. I, I guess the the Irish were were big on that as well. It's possible that right. I say "God fuck me," but I don't think I say "God <laughs> fucked me." <laughs> There's a <laughs> distinction. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna get a phallus and name it God. <laughs> God, honey, get me. God out. <laughs> Is that what they call a religious fallacy. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, well. Clearly, we're ready. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. To get a phallus and name it God, would that be ethical? Oh, I don't. I don't know if that would be ethical or not, Terry. Uh, so I go to you for the report. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, how to find ethical porn is an article I'm covering from Adequate Man uh, for our masturbation moment. They, uh, it, you know, it's just kind of fun, fluffy article. But they talk about. Uh, do you see what I did there? Fluffy article. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about sort of the um, the highlights, like the the characteristics of ethical porn are that. They treat their actors with respect, so the actors are given agency to make some decisions about what they want to perform on the film. Uh, they show real sex and real pleasure. One producer says there's no expectation that performers be open to the camera or hamming it up for the viewer. They simply do what they do, and I try to capture what I can. And then some of the companies work with real couples. And then the third item is they emphasize diversity. So it said most of the ethical companies attempt to showcase different body types different sexualities, different ethnicities, genders, and sexual activities. And some devote particular attention to communities that have been marginalized by mainstream porn. So that's kind of cool. And then they go on to list some suggestions. Uh, pink and white. Well, I think in, in any mainstream porn shop, you can pr- find pretty much any, li- like dwarfs, uh, skinny chicks, fat chicks, grandmas. I mean, it's all there in just any mainstream porn shop. Yeah, but it may they may not have treated their actors with respect or maybe you not. Know. How, how do you know? Yeah, that's a good question. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I, I they, they they give some examples of porn sites, but here's the problem with the, with a lot of these that I see on here, and it's it's usually the last piece, um, the uh, range of you know six to eighteen dollars, a hundred dollars per year. I, I guess the part I object to here is paying for porn. I mean, I can spend so much of it for free. Right. <laughs> Why would I buy the cow? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like we pay a little more for fair trade goods or. I, I, I don't know. Here's the yeah. thing is that well, people are paying for porn and God bless them because it does keep them giving out a lot of samples. Sure. Hey, uh, dumbass. Yes. I went looking for what you were saying about dwarf porn and I only found two examples which is uh, Lord of the Cock Rings and the Throbbit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, I know I've seen them at my local porn place. That's funny. No, but I mean, certainly I I want to, I'd like to think that when I watch a porn that it it was at least consensual and that it was, you know, and that there was no foul play and everybody got paid and, you know, I mean, but I I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the the bare minimum we should be expecting from these. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the the one uh, incident that they remarked on in the article, I read through it um, about this uh, one guy who, James, I guess he was a... Yeah, he, 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 I guess he's a big deal in the porn industry. I don't watch a whole lot of mainstream porn. There is an interview with him um, on uh, the Sex Nerd Sonder podcast. If you, people could hunt that down in, in, if they were interested. It doesn't anyway, talk there, there's him. a lot of allegations that he wasn't respecting women's boundaries. They clearly <laughs> set, I mean, apparently, and this is a good thing, the, the women are expected to clearly set boundaries in writing about what they are and aren't comfortable with on the set and do men do the same thing i'd imagine so i hope so i don't know uh, a lot of in-depth about the porn industry but this this guy is accused by a lot of women of habitually trying to force his way past the boundaries that they've set for him and apparently he's a big enough guy in the porn industry that he gets a pass a lot of the time mm. yeah that's not good you know, I haven't seen him in a film, but I've seen pictures of him, but not naked. I, I'm having trouble understanding why he's a big deal. Though. I mean, he must be a good actor. Uh, according to what, according to what I'm seeing, when I looked at uh, when I looked at the link, apparently he's involved with uh, BDSM productions, which would require very clear boundaries, I would think. Yeah, would, yes, would, uh, uh, it says yeah, in the article, like especially for BDSM, yeah. they make sure that their boundaries are set pretty clearly. Yeah. If I could name any porn stars, I imagine they would be women. I would never be, probably um, be able to name a man, number one, because I'm sexist that way. But I can't even think of, I can't even name a woman. I mean, I just, I just am not. I, I can name one woman. In any of these. Okay. I, I can name one woman, and that's because I read uh, a book she wrote uh, called Insatiable, a love story, uh, oh, a, p- a porn, okay. a love story, and that's oh. uh, Asa Akira. Okay. I, I take that back, though. Nina Hartley. But she's awesome. She does a lot more than just porn. You know, she she's also a sex therapist, and all, she does all sorts of stuff beyond porn. Cool. She is actually a really neat woman. She I, I, She's definitely one of the people who comes across as a – us, um, an intelligent woman in porn. Uh, you would never consider. You would never look at, look at what she does and 
go, there's a bimbo. I mean, she is intelligent. She clearly knows what she's doing, and she enjoys it. Well, frankly, it. you shouldn't be calling anybody a bimbo, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh, okay. Yes. That's, that's my, called I, you I, out, I was, Brian. I, I, I called I was, you out. I was only remarking on stereotypes. Yeah. No, I got you. I'm just teasing. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nice. I think you're crossing his per- his his clearly set boundaries there, Brian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I'm loving it. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, do you guys need a minute? Do we mind a minute? <laughs> this went real dark real fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's off the rails for sure. Uh, anyway, the the article is interesting and it gives some suggestions, but I but I. I still think that there has to be a better way. And I don't know what that is, unfortunately. I mean, without having some sort of um, more regulation, right, where where these things are being investigated, more money needs to be put into investigation of allegations, maybe. Yeah, I don't... I, yeah, I, I, it, it seems to me like the well, what needs to happen is, uh, I guess, the foreign productions need to take these kinds of allegations very seriously. Right. And, and I mean, but, it's a it's a big step in the right direction that they're getting people to put down their limits and uh, not expecting them to do stuff that they're uncomfortable with. But you know, right. I guess there, there's still some there might be some pressure out there that. Well, I was gonna say that's that's great for people that are doing porn, but for for me as a viewer, how do how do I do that? How do how do how do I how do I you know how would I have any idea? Um, that it was that the, the porn was ethical without going to some of these sites that they're suggesting, or do I only go to these sites from now on? Right, that's a really good question. I mean, because when I'm on when I when you go to Pornhub or X Hamster or any of those, and you you know nothing about the, that film for the most part. It's you know like, that that is true, and it, and it does bother me a little bit sometimes because you know you're looking up stuff like maybe uh, voyeur porn or whatever, and you know what? that most of it is people you, you know these are actors who are doing it and you're just pretending to be a voyeur but and, and i always look for things like uh the girl making inadvertent eye contact towards the camera or whatever to make sure of that about this but it's like what what if some of this is actually a girl who didn't know she was being filmed right that would that would be a problem for sure yes yeah i kind of feel like you can see if the people involved are having a good time how though i mean they, if, if they're good actors how would you know well, I guess if they're good actors, then it's difficult to tell. But also, if they're if they're good actors, they're probably appearing in a a higher than normal class porn anyway. Um, maybe uh, you know, there's a lot of like there's a lot of stuff like girlfriend pics, like stuff that oh, I took pic- secret pictures of my girlfriend and released them. I always assume that, of course, that's fake, right? But how do I how do I know? But not yeah. all of it's fake because exactly. there's revenge because yeah. there's revenge right. porn. Yeah, and that and that's a problem, and that stuff. I it's tricky. So I, I I thought this article tricky. was interesting, just because I like I'm not a big consumer of porn, as we've discussed. But um, one of the, my hesitation is that it seems exploitive. It seems just like it inauthentic. I guess is the other thing, or from what little I've seen well, seems okay. But inauthentic is one thing; exploitive is another. Right, but both of those things are things that I'm not that interested in. Okay. I mean, exploitive. I, I, I'm not interested in um, uh, whether it's. A, I mean, authentic. Or what, I mean, what do, what do, what do you mean by that? Well, what, I mean, what is? 
Well, like you guys were saying, how do you know if they're really good actors? Well, if they're good actors, I'm buying it as real. And okay. then it feels authentic to me. But, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's when the, when they fuck the pizza boy that you don't buy it. Yeah, or if it's just too like just so staged and cheesy. Yeah, okay. And <laughs> sure, right. But but those are two like okay. I can understand why you don't like both of those. But one of them is um, is kind of an ethical issue, and one of them is um is is an artistic issue. Sure, but both of those might be solved by some of these websites. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Will you guys hold on? Why uh, the pizza boys here? <laughs> I never thought this would happen to me, but <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, I would like to. I, I, I would like to think that uh, any porn that I watch, the women, you know, are enjoying themselves. Coerced. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and and that um, their boundaries are being respected and everything like that. Right. I'm incredibly good at cognitive dissonance, and so I know they are. <laughs> oh, totally. If I'm down, they're not acting, right? I'm like, oh, this is totally real. This is absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's all this stuff I, uh, that I don't like that, you know, that is, you know, clearly unauthentic and, um, and, and not ethical. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so speaking of, speaking of not ethical, uh, I'm going to move on to my next article is uh, okay. the CDC just released a recommendation about women and alcohol. So and this is from the New York Times. It's the New York no Times. Al- yeah, no alcohol for sexually active women without birth control. CDC recommends. The reason they're recommending it is to prevent fetal alcohol syndrome. Which well, the, the reason they're recommending it is because women clearly can't control their own intake of alcohol. Why don't we just have the dudes wear condoms, say? Or <laughs> why doesn't the CDC recommending that if men are around women and alcohol, they just put a condom on it or whatever or not? Yeah, because that would be unreal. Well, I mean, it, it's like, I mean, the message should be be safe while drinking alcohol if you're not on any birth control. You know, be, you know, take take steps to be safe. You, you can still drink alcohol. I mean, I mean there's, and- there's no reason to say that you shouldn't t- have any alcohol at all. You could educate women about the risks and prevention of fetal alcohol syndrome without telling yeah. them that they are responsible for all of it, all of the pieces. You have like to that... keep yourself from getting pregnant. You have to keep yourself from drinking too much. You have to keep yourself from – it's all about you, ladies. You have to police everybody else. If, if you are pregnant or may become pregnant or happen to be female, you should stay away from alcohol. That's, that's the message. Yeah. I, and it's is condescending. It, is it the – um... It comes across that way, yeah. Is it the CDC's? Um, re- I mean, it, this this seems like it's beyond the way that they are supposed to make recommendations, right? I mean, it seems like they can yeah. make the recommendation that you know, um, you know, don't drink while you're pregnant. It seems like that's perfectly within the CDC's because sure. um, you know, because, but this seems like a behavioral thing, and I and I'm and I question whether or not the CDC is really if it's their job to make those kind of recommendations. And I, I mean, know I'm wondering if this is an interpretation of those recommendations. Oh, well, that's a good point. I haven't read them. Yeah, well, this is – yeah, we, we haven't read any – this I, No, they've uh, – they, they got a um, a, a infographic out that yeah, yeah. Wash, yes, makes that do. recommendation. The WASHPO article has that infographic on it. Yeah, and it does make that recommendation about not okay. drinking. No alcohol use by women who are pregnant or might be pregnant. I, I, most, I'm most people, women included, who drink uh, when when they, they have a few 
glasses of wine, beer, whatever. They're not. They don't usually get drunk enough uh, to, you know, have random sex with strangers. And if they do, a woman's body has a special way of shutting things down like that. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. That and is so a scientific fact. The, so the, let's, the point. Let's say the, they the do, though. Let's say they do have random sex with strangers. What the fuck is wrong with that? Like they're yeah. making it all about the women being responsible for the outcomes. Okay, but to be fair here, that the CDC isn't that, that this article doesn't say anything about that. What it specifically talks about is that women often don't know that they're pregnant for the first several months and they're drinking during those times and that's when it's the most critical. It never says anything in here about having sex with strangers or anything like that. I mean, we we uh, are definitely in we're definitely where does it say that? Actually, From the CDC. Actually, oh, see stuff from the from the infographic that the CDC put out. Wait, really? Drinking too much can have many risks for women, for any pregnant woman, and that's on one side. For any woman on the other side, injuries, violence, heart disease, cancer, sexually transmitted diseases, fertility problems, and unintended pregnancy. They missed the piece about oh, the having God. sex with a man part here. Wow. So they said women don't <laughs> drink alcohol. They didn't say if you're going to have sex yeah, and you're drinking. That, that's just, that, <laughs> and, that's just one of the steps there. I mean, like, but, there's a lot involved with it. I mean, uh, um, I think the idea, and you're right, we shouldn't uh, accept that uh, sex with random strangers is a bad thing. But I think the idea that they're putting out is um, you might not have intended to have random unprotective sex or whatever. And the fact that you're drinking alcohol means that you're more likely to do it, which, you know, right. not all. Women, or not all men either, get to drink to the point where their decision-making is that impaired. Sure, but let's say it decreases your inhibitions and you hook up with the cute guy down the bar. Yeah. Why aren't we telling yeah. men to use condoms? Or why aren't we – you know what I mean? It's, it's just yeah. – it puts all of the onus yeah. of the responsibility on women to protect their uteri as incubators for a, henceforth, just why in are case. We not that is true, women? although the – the, wi- the women are the ones who have to deal with the consequences. Absolutely, but the we... dude is there too. He, it's his consequence yeah. Wait, as well. Wait, why don't the dudes have to deal with the consequences too? This is, the, this is missing they don't from that pregnant. argument. Sadly, they just don't. Drop it for a second. <laughs> okay, why are yeah, they not warning men that injuries and violence, heart disease, cancer, STIs, but diseases, why are they not warning men about these possibilities with drinking? Exactly. That's a really they excellent should be. point. Yes. Yeah, they should be. But yeah, there are, once again, apparently it's okay because, because at the bottom, there is a faith, faceless cartoon doctor who's woman who is, you know, apparently she's an expert in this. Because even though she's a faceless cartoon character, she is a doctor. And she's Neither. saying the best advice is to stop drinking alcohol when you start trying to get pregnant, which is legit advice. But this yeah, other that is nonsense. Legit. A lot yeah. of the advice here is legit. It's yeah, the totally. presentation that's the problem, I think. It is. Every- and it's the drinking – women don't drink alcohol because you're going to be slutty, because you're going to this, because you're going to – Yeah. You know. So it's, it's, it's a basically a slut-shaming thing. But Terry, could you, repeat the, uh, could you repeat the cartoon doctor and this time try to sound a little more like Barbie? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how Barbie sounds. Does I think Barbie you need have to a giggle voice? a little bit. I... She sounds perkier. She's going to ride her bike 25 miles today in the wind. <laughs> Here, let, let me fix this for the CDC. Uh-huh. Bag it up. Guys need to bag it up. That was, that, that was for you, Wrap Terry. that rascal. That's right. There you go. Bag it up. 
in the article, there's a really funny um, section here that I read. It said uh, that this whole thing reminds me of the old joke about the boy who watches a commercial and then rushes out to buy tampons. They said that with one of these, I could swim and ride a bicycle and I can't do any of those things. <laughs> I love, yeah, if, if I drink eight drinks, I'll get pregnant. <laughs> the unex, one of the unexpected costs of being female is that people keep holding you accountable for other people's behavior. True that. True that. Yeah. Yeah. That is the at the root of this issue. Yeah, e- equality is still an issue for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I love the fact that they brought it back to that they brought it back to slut shaming down at the bottom too. If you wear leggings to school instead of pants, you can throw a whole school into chaos and be sent home. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. we're not done with slut shaming. Yeah. Let's do some more, shall we? Here's yeah, a little it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I found a little thing on YouTube. Um, actually, I think my source for this, originally finding this, was at midnight. Have you guys ever watched that TV show? No. It's um, it's from the Nerdist. It's uh, um, oh, why can't I remember his name? Anyway, he he, they get three comedians on there asking a bunch of dumb questions, and it's hilarious. What I have here is this is a uh, a YouTube video. How Christian guys describe describe godly girls. This is gold. So um, they understand that being a mother is the most important thing. I'm, I think that we should play this. It's two minutes. Let me let me play this. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm a lot of the just... things they say aren't aren't really that bad. I mean, they're things like, uh, well, we can comment them on them while they're playing it, but some of them are cringeworthy, and I think we'll just point that out as we're listening. I define a godly girl as a girl who is wholeheartedly pursuing God with her life. A godly girl to me really understands that being a wife and a mother is an extremely high calling. So to me, a godly girl is a girl who loves the Lord with all her heart and wants to serve Him. To me, a godly girl is someone who's patient. To me, the most attractive thing about a girl is that she is really selfless. I really admire when girls dress modestly. I really admire a girl who is content with where God has her in life. I admire a girl who has love for people. I really admire a girl who is respectful towards her parents and is kind to her siblings. Some character qualities that I really appreciate in a girl are selflessness and a girl who's kind. I admire a girl who gets outside of herself. Selflessness is kind. Nothing wrong with that. I know a girl who really prioritizes (laughs) God in her life. Every morning she talks with the Lord through prayer and reads her Bible and really just yearns to hear from the Lord. So I know a girl who's kind and she truly looks for ways that she can bless other people even if it's just like writing a letter or just saying a kind word or just sitting there and listening to someone's life story for the 15th time. Uh, the qualities I admire most in the girl are having a servant's heart and uh, doing things when she's not told to do by her parents. A godly girl to me spends time with the real people in her life rather than spending all her time on social media. What I find unattractive in a girl is someone who is totally self-focused. I find a girl unattractive when she tries to draw attention to herself. I find it unattractive when a girl is really loud and boisterous. It's really That's unattractive me. when a girl dresses immodestly. Me too. The qualities I'm praying for in a future wife would be definitely a servant's heart and uh, having the joy of the Lord. Looking for a girl who has a desire to invest in the lives of people. I'm praying for a wife who likes to study the Bible with me. A few things that I pray for in my future wife is that she would love the Lord. Well, sharing interest is a valid thing. I'm looking for a girl who has a passionate love for being a wife and for being a mother. I just want to thank all well, the godly girls out bad there who are driving to honor God no. with their lives. 
the, there's a couple of things in there that 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 I think are cringeworthy. The servants are definitely being a mother, being very high calling. Eh, okay. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, okay. It's, it's, I, I think um, being a mother a, is a high calling, but it's as high a calling as you want it to be. Yeah, right. But, but, but if that's but what you want, if that's what you want, exactly. right? And that's yeah. And they and it sounds to me like they're kind of implying that a woman needs to want this. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. But the, a woman shouldn't draw attention to herself. I mean, I, I don't exactly mind that. That's the one that just boggles. Yeah. I don't. I, I find it unattractive when a woman tries to draw attention to herself. Women and should be seen. Here's yeah. what that. That's right. Here's how that read to me. Women should be seen and not heard. That's right. Come here. Sh- shut up. Sit the fuck down. Be kind. Let me tell you what. what Serve what's, me. Uh, what you... <laughs> Let's look at the Bible together. Right. <laughs> the one the that. Although sharing an interest in something, the Bible or whatever, I mean, sure. that's fine. Yeah. The one that really um, rankles with me is the one about um, being content with where God put her in life. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I was like, what yeah. the f- We don't get to have ambition or goals. What the fuck does that even mean? The one I found interesting was I like a girl who's who's focused on me and not spending all her time on social media. And I'm thinking, wow, you're being very specific. As she listens to my life story 15 times over. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. they should be, she should be a good listener. Even if I've told her this 5,000 times. The other thing that kind of rankled a little bit was the obedience to the parents thing, because I think that maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think that what, men who buy into this paradigm might find attractive about that is obedience to the parents then will equate obedience to the husband later. Right. So. Yeah. yeah, But one of the things that, and this, well, I find it unattractive when a woman doesn't dress modestly. Here's the thing that that kills me about that. Um, And it's not dress. I mean, if a woman wants to dress modestly, that that's that's good for her. But here's the thing is that all those guys who are saying that are lying. They're lying. They're lying, lying, <laughs> pants on fire, fucking liars. They are. They are fucking teenagers, and what they want to see are boobs, I guarantee you. But maybe they're not lying. If they think that seeing boobs gives them impure thoughts and makes them fall out of favor with God, maybe they really do want girls to dress modestly. Here's the thing, is that that's part of the guilt cycle. They want to see boobs. They feel guilty when they see them, but they want to see them. And it's, it's up to the... It's, it's up to the women to keep them from having those impure thoughts, right? It's their right, fault. Exactly. These guys... It's their fault. Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot myself. It's a thing. I think a lot of this relates to their, this male culture out there that seems to be a little too preoccupied with female bodies. Um, like I heard this comedian the other day making jokes regarding uh, his habit of checking out women while he was out. And like elbowing his friends to point out attractive women. And he was surprised when he elbowed one of his male friends and said, check her out. And his friend just looked and said, what about her? And he took it for granted that this was just something that guys did in public, you know, drool over attractive women in a really creepy form of male bonding. That That is true when you're a teenager, right? And <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden women are getting breasts and you get flooded with all these hormones. And it's like, whoa! <laughs> Exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got got to be clear. I, I don't uh, object to people finding to men finding women attractive or the other way around. I mean, it's the dwelling on it that strikes me as a little too much. Sure. Yeah, and it's, and it's the reason for... I don't. 
men and women to find each other attractive. Yeah. But the thing is, I'm no longer a sexually frustrated 13-year-old boy. Right. No, you're a sexually frustrated how, how old are you now? However old you are. <laughs> I'm a sexually yes, I am a sexually fun, frustrated 30-something year old man. And the the difference is I have learned to prioritize my sexual desires and when I see uh, an attractive woman with curve hugging clothes out in public, I just glance at her, store the women store the image away in my spank bank for later, then move on. And you don't the key here is you don't make her feel uncomfortable. By staring no. too much or being a creep about it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The key here is to have pornographic memory. There's oh, a, but sorry. It's, but sorry. it's photographic, photographic memory. That's, <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. But it, it's completely different when you approach her or, or anything like that. You see you attracted people all the time, right? Yeah. And you see them and you move on. It's Exactly. I it's mean, it seems to me that one of the – it's yeah, the lingering uh, – Remarking that a girl is attractive is one of the least interesting things you can say about a girl. Right. Absolutely. But it is the first thing you notice. True. Whether whether we But I mean, you know, you see so many attractive animal. you see so many attractive women and when you're out that it's like, you know, it, it's not that huge a deal. We are a dime a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> a lot you know, of women the, are attractive. It's, it's not true. really yes. worth remarking on. It's true. That is that is true. Yeah. Uh, you I, know who they didn't ask about what they wanted in godly husbands or godly boys? <laughs> they didn't ask women what they wanted their boys to be. Okay, Sorry. so that brings up something interesting. So I put something in here, a, a Google search. And in my Google search um, that, that I did was, um, uh, was it, uh, why dress modestly? Christianity, right? Okay, so here's the thing is that I didn't say male or female. When I did that search, every single one of these articles in here, the, the titles are Why Tell My Daughter to Dress Modestly, Teaching Christian Ladies to Dress Modestly, Principles of Christian Dress, uh, Modest Dressing for Clothing. That, that, that one doesn't say a sex. But many of these, Christian women have um, obligation, obligation. To dress, obligation to dress modestly. Actually, what I have another article that covers that. None of these, um, so they either don't address the sex at all in the titles, or they address women. None of these address men. Um, I bet. Yeah, I'm. Modern. I'm. I haven't clicked through all of them, but I'm 99 percent sure that the ones that don't say women in the titles either say or imply women. They just default to women. Women are the ones who have to dress modestly because we disregard the fact that women are sexual creatures too. And maybe we find dudes without their shirts off, fucking amaze balls hot. But nobody tells guys to cover up. I'm not that telling my true. cycling buddies yeah. to cover their hot bodies. I'm just riding with them and <laughs> filing that away for <laughs> I don't tell filing my husband, that in your way in your spank bank. I don't tell my <laughs> husband to, to put more clothes on when we go out and ride bikes. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I just uh, what? I just learned the term spank bank and I'm trying to use it wherever I can. <laughs> wherever you can. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so hey. I, I'm sorry. I did. I, there's one article here that does address men. Huh. A, a man, one man pleads for Christian women to dress modestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good fucking thing. I'm not a Christian woman. I can dress however the fuck I want now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So 
I um when I put it on Facebook was uh, uh girls sit down shut the fuck up and listen you know and that's the article that you um that you told me that to well dude I am so ugly you're right <laughs> I was like my, I'm so right. unattractive to these guys that's right and that's where I called you a loudmouth bitch because I am because <laughs> I'll own it that's all right yeah. <laughs> Carol I do have to ask one question yeah you said that attractive women were a dime a dozen. Where are you shopping? Because I've got 40 cents in my pocket. <laughs> exactly. No, talk about a spank bank. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so the other article, though, that, that um, is interesting, this, this article is from Christianity Today. And the title is, A Dad's Percep- uh, Perceived... Perspective. Per- Perspective, sorry. Why I tell my daughter to dress modestly. Okay, that's not a terrible, you know. Um, but he refers to an article by uh, Rachel Held. Uh, Rachel Held Evans? Uh, anyway, the article, that article is very good, very rational, um, and it's too grounded for us to cover on this podcast tonight. So we won't. Because it's, I, but it's too sane. It's too sane. Yeah, it's, it's too sane. It's, it, it's, it's, the article's way too good um, to, to dirty with on this podcast. We would just dirty. <laughs> we would sully its reputation. <laughs> we would sully, yeah, we, we, could do, we can do no good for that article by addressing it this evening. <laughs> it, it, it would go under victories for common sense. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I, it, was, it was a good read. And it covers a lot of things that we're talking about, how we're blaming women and 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 we're opening the onus all on women and, and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, I think first... I think part of it is that, um, like, a, a, and this goes along with what I was saying earlier. I think guys are kind of like girls are taught to be like really reserved about their sexuality, and they have you know, and I and I guess it's this uh, a society thing that they are more practiced at you know not letting their sexual side show as blatantly and guys are encouraged more to do that and so i think a lot of guys you know find it they don't want to hold back their you know the how they feel about uh women's bodies and um right. I, it's, yeah. a, it's a kind of thing especially when you think about uh fathers and their daughters they're like oh well, i don't want people looking at my daughter that way you know the way i look at women and drool over them Right. Yeah. I, that's, and that's so unrealistic. I mean, I have three daughters and they're getting breasts and I know that guys are looking at them the way that I look at other girls. Um, and I, and I'm not particularly bothered by it. <laughs> I, it's like, um, I don't know that should that bother me? It does. I don't know why. I don't know. Have you, <clears throat> have you taught your this daughters is- to, Think for themselves and protect themselves. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. If your daughters well, are comfortable I, I, with that, I don't. Yeah, the the I thing about it is, I think uh, maybe uh, like certain guys are different. I think. I mean, probably when you look at uh, other women, you like admire their bodies and maybe think about them naked or whatever. But it's not like it's not something like you linger on and you uh, like you feel like. I think certain people just ha- have uh, like it, have it more intense. I don't know. Like, they, okay, they I, I, I don't feel like I'm disrespecting a woman. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, th- I think a lot of a lot of guys are looking at women in a really intense and kind of disrespecting, creepy way. And right. Okay. Yeah. 
No, I, I and and so I mean, the the other part about this is that just because you notice that a uh, notice a person is attractive, that doesn't mean you're disrespecting them. When no. it becomes disrespective is when you get in their face. <laughs> You know, and as far as, you know, staring at people in an intense and creepy way is kind of a default setting for guys. <laughs> well, we we're talking about yeah, that starts when you're a sexually frustrated 13 year old boy. And yeah. that's kind of understandable of, at, at that now, age. But, you know, if you if you if you move on properly, you'll kind of grow out of that and realize that women are people and become a sexually frustrated 48 year old man. <laughs> so uh, I have these legs and they are amazing. And I get, and I get it, I get it. But uh, every once in a while, I will notice someone like do a double take or whatever because they're not the norm. And uh, if a guy does that, like, oh my gosh! And then I see him like making an effort to look anywhere else because he's, you know, taken aback or whatever that or doesn't want to be creepy. That's totally cool. That is totally cool. It's when. It's when it's lingering, like you said, or when it's like he's trying to get in my space or when he's not yeah, paying like, attention like he, to what like I'm he, saying. Or... The, the, when the guy doesn't really care about your boundaries, he just cares right. about, you know, fueling the, the tingle in his dingle, basically. You're right. Yeah. I would never go up to a woman just on the street randomly and say, oh, man, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. But that's a... That that's a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. And women flee from that. <laughs> no, and instead I, I I just do it uh um, creepily on the internet. There you go. See? Yeah. It's totally fine. <laughs> 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 uh, so I had a couple of things I wanted to read from this other article. I, sorry I got disconnected there, but I'm back now. You guys didn't even notice. No. Well done. Oh, you're gone? That, that's how yeah, exactly. I was gone. That's how important I am to this podcast. You didn't even notice. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, th- so this uh, this article, the guy talks about a couple of things. Um, our bodies are not sinful or problematic. They are created by God and are beautiful thing and things. Still, for many people, the body of others are tempting and causes them to think about that person in objective in an objectified sexualized light this is surely more than the fault of the one doing the lusting than anyone else and to say anything else anything alone along the lines of she was asking for it is utterly repulsive uh, i agree with that it is a, yeah exactly that's not yeah but he's a um in fact, the human existence from this very uh, inception, people lust after one uh, one another's uh, after the other sex. So, uh, yeah, for the most part, I agree with this. But the part that I disagree with, um, he, where he says it's, it's surely more the fault. Well, no, it's only the fault of the person lusting. If 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 you consider that a sin. It's only the person doing the lusting. The person that you're that you're that is creating that lust did nothing to no, they they unless they are specifically went up to you and like ripped off their shirt. They're not responsible for for your for how you feel about them at that moment. And maybe even if they rip off the shirt in front of me, it's it's still not their responsibility. 
right? Right, yeah. I mean, it's not like they had nothing to do with it, but, I mean, you're responsible for how you deal with your own feelings. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, is that this is the – it's the problem – well, I, I don't think sin is a thing, number one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I don't buy this at all. And they said, and, and I don't buy that thought crimes are a problem. And I don't buy that if, when I, if I look at somebody and I have a tingling in my pants, um, I don't consider that a problem. I agree. We are presented with a quandary. Bodies are beautiful, and yet they are often the cause of thinking and act in sinful ways. So what do we sinful do? Sinful ways. Exactly. Now, what so are we talking about when we're talking about sinful ways? Are we talking about uh, um, just uh, promiscuous sex? Because I, I, I don't really find that sinful. If we're talking about rape and stuff, I don't uh, – I, I, highly disagree that dressing provocatively is the cause of rape i don't no. think uh, i think that oh, uh i'm sorry this is a question we're presented with a quandary bodies are beautiful and yet they are often they often cause us to think and act in sinful ways so what do we do in our polarized culture we tend to choose one extreme or the other either to curse the body as sinful or to view those who lust as morally deficient and exclusively at fault and both are reprehensible <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, people who lust aren't morally deficient. People who lose control of their lust may, might be morally deficient, but I think that people who are overly concerned about being morally deficient are more likely to lose control of their lust. Mm. Uh, yeah. See. I mean, I if uh, if uh, I'm I'm wondering what we're talking about when we're talking about losing control over our, our lust, are, are we just talking about being too promiscuous? Because okay, I, I don't think that's really a bad thing. These are from a Christian perspective, okay? So that's so that the, I mean, this guy is coming from a Christian perspective. The beginning of the article that I skipped is specifically talking about what Peter says in the Bible, or Paul, Peter, Paul, one of the two. Um. Who do they? Uh, Paul's words in Romans fourteen. Yeah, Paul's words. Paul and Paul is the one. I mean, Paul is Paul is a gay man. Let's face it, which is fine, except not with Christians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, think I hadn't it depends, heard that. I think it depends on the brand of Christianity, right? Because some people consider lustful feelings a sin, and some people consider masturbation a sin, and so. I think, you know, like who some some people believe that uh, lusting after a woman is the same as raping her. So or you've committed so I, sin in your yeah. heart or whatever. Would it, you, you never heard that Paul was a gay man? No, I never have. Here, here's here's my perspective on Paul. And um, because when I, and it's just because of when I read him that Paul comes to cross to me like a guy who was um, uh, he was. He had issues with his own sexuality and, and, and was probably and probably and could have been gay, right? And and had a problem with that. But he had but he projected that onto other people and tried to control their sexuality because of how he felt about his. And maybe that's totally wrong, but with the way that he talked about sexuality and you know and talking about women and their sexuality, it's like, boy, what there was something there was something weird about you, sir. <laughs> hey guys, I'm gonna go ahead and drop out. Okay. All, All right. right. Talk See to you. Have we gone that long? No. Not yeah. too bad.
Um, no, we've gone longer before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he killed they had some here. Okay. Uh, there's just there's a couple of other. There's just some weird things here. Maybe I'll just the, the conclusion is good. Lady or um, lastly, we should also realize that th- this applies to men as well as women. So here, so this is for a guy writing this too, which is probably maybe in this case maybe a, a good thing. Um, there are guys who whose bodies cause women to stumble. Yes, there and, are. Yep, and men have the equal responsibility to cover themselves in that situation. No, they Again, don't. <laughs> Again. Well, I like that he's applying it to men as well as women. Exactly. But, uh, I, don't, I do too. Um, that's, he, he's doing that as kind of an afterthought, and I don't think that's really right. true. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong uh, with women lusting after a man's body. Yeah. So Agreed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here. This is the other one that I really liked. Let me sum it up. They're talking about if, um, basically when you see something on the internet or, or see something that causes you to have these bad um, – uh, uh, when you have these feelings that you need to look away, you need to turn it off. So instead of dealing with the fact that you have these kinds of feelings and reactions, you need to do everything possible to not have them. Right. And so you know the best way to not have the feelings? Masturbate them away. There you go. <laughs> Treating them as normal as part of human existence and dealing with them later on your own, as exactly. Dana said. Yeah. I didn't say on your own. Ah, sorry. <laughs> you didn't. I'm sorry. I, I didn't even say uh, not in public. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a little creepy, though, if uh, your audience didn't consent to watch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, this was another one that I found a little bit, uh, his uh, comparison a little baffling. No woman is uh, no woman is obligated to dress modestly, but I am deeply thankful when they do because I see it as a gesture of Christian love, like someone who turns down a cold beer for a Pepsi because they know that their friend is struggling with alcoholism. Modesty is best understood not as a compulsory act motivated by hate or blame, but as a consensual decision based on strength and love. No, not yeah. consensual. Damn it. Cons- <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. I read it at second grade I was going to argue with the consensual concept, but God like, damn it. God I could damn see, me. but it fits. That's what they would say. That is. Yeah. Right, exactly. exactly. So I'm so I'm projecting. Right. Here, read that to me. <clears throat> but a conscious decision based on strength and love. Is, is that conscious all? Conscious decision. Okay. Conscious? Yes. Okay. Based on, but a conscious decision based on strength and love. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure I know what that means. It's just, it's just so much of, of, you know, dress so that you don't make anybody have feelings. Again, it's your lives. your responsibility. You are responsible for the behavior of others. And right. just to reiterate what we said earlier, there's nothing wrong with dressing modestly if you want to. That is totally fine. No, but- and, and I think in many situations, um, it, it, I mean, it makes sense. Right, at work. I think I think it. I mean, we have dress codes at work for a reason, but generally there are dress codes for men and women. Right. My I don't think you know what my employer I don't think has a dress code. I have not seen that in the manual. Um, they, well, that's not true. I take that back. Um, if you're out in the field, you you have a dress code, and it's a very modest dress code, and it includes a hard hat. I was going to say it's PPE, it's safety equipment. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's QHSE, and yeah, exactly. But in but in an office setting. I, I, 
I don't think that there's anything that, you know, that really talks about what people should wear. My, I think that for the most part, my company just expects people to be professionals. Right. So, and it's a big company too. We must have a dress code and I missed it. <laughs> yeah. So basically my takeaway from this is that the, the, the reasons to dress model modestly are there's two, um, because it makes men feel uncomfortable. And this is true. When I look at a woman that isn't dressed modestly, my pants get tight. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. So, and I get a little uncomfortable sometimes. Sure. And uh, because the Bible says so. Right. And the Bible yeah. says your pants should be And that, that's the most important one. <laughs> the, no, oh, the Bible says you should dress modestly. It doesn't say anything about my tight pants. Ah. It says... And, yeah. I don't think it says and, anything and, about my tight pants either, honestly. No, and, and, and uh, I think it <laughs> both of your tight pants personally. <laughs> <laughs> it's near the end there. You look and yeah. you find it. And it, it Brian Heineser shall have. <laughs> it's in revelation. <laughs> Thou um, says dumbass, Brian shall wear tight pants. <laughs> I think this has been edited. It. There is a the the other articles that I put in here are not quite as um like um the, the, there's the women that talk about what modesty is. This okay. guideline thing is exhausting to read. Through. Oh God! So okay, yeah. Rules. So I put it. <laughs> yeah. So I put in here uh, the the guidelines and yeah. There's what six things. Well, there are categories for there's, shirts. Yeah, there's a bunch for alone. shirts, pants, skirts, dress dresses, uh, undergarments. Should never become outer garments. Well, they say that sometimes you they, they suggest if a skirt or a dress is not long enough, they use a slip to lengthen it ah. to, to be more modest. So they're contradicting because so, they're saying undergarments <laughs> should never become outer garments. I think they mean panties and bras when they say that, but I don't know that for sure. What is the slip for if not to add length or, or uh, to keep the from bunching? Or I mean, it's like some fabrics are see through. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you need a slip to sort of. Well, they cover that too. Materials should be opaque, not sheer or very thin or um, or spandex. They should not be spandex either. Oh, fuck, man. I wear spandex almost every day. Every day. Your that bike shorts, all- right? And jersey too. I do the whole nine yards. Yep. And I have arm sleeves and leg warmers too that are also spandex. Yeah. So the problem with those is that they, they fit too tightly and you mm-hmm. should wear a muumuu over them. Yeah. That'd be arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're a biker, no, modesty's out the window because you want totally. that stuff tight so you, for aerodynamics. Exactly. Uh, sometimes I do wear a tutu though. If I'm on a if I'm leading a women's ride, I'll wear a tutu, which is fun. Over the yeah. spandex though, so <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting if it was under the spandex. I know. Yeah. So I, I put a list in here. I don't think we should go through this, but I, I did want to know what constituted modesty, and boy, I I found out. <clears throat> Oh, shoes. There can be a modest shoes. Apparently. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, you don't you can't be wearing those horror strappy shoes. Huh. Yeah, people might see your ankle. Let the clothing be a testament of your dignity as a young lady. Okay, so that's the other piece. <laughs> that's the other piece that just drove me nuts is this idea that if you don't dress modestly, you don't have respect for yourself. And that's an overarching theme that they never say. It's that in those words, you know, they, they, oh, they sometimes say it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe they do. It just seems like it's like if you, you're not respecting yourself if you're not dressing modestly. Yeah. Awful. And, and uh, that's just complete bullshit. 
Yeah, I agree. That people just dress what how they feel comfortable. You know yeah. what? I'm thinking of when I'm not on the bike. I'm a total whore on the bike because I'm in spandex. But um, off the bike, it's like jeans and a cardigan type of thing. I'm not. It's not like I'm a because that's what I'm comfortable in. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, well, like I mean, a, you know, it's not necessarily what you're comfortable in. I mean, dress how you want. I mean, a lot of girls will dress in order to um make sure they look a certain way that and not necessarily for comfort and that's okay sure. too well okay but when they, I say, they, they want to look a certain way that they find attractive and, and they want to show that off and there's nothing wrong with that right when i say comfortable that's what i mean dress how you feel comfortable when right. and not 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 dress necessarily for comfort for comfort but dress how you feel comfortable right and so i didn't mean to to say you know um you know you should you, you should dress comfortably have elastic waistbands. Exactly. <laughs> hey, what's wrong? There's nothing wrong with There's elastic nothing waistbands. Wrong, nothing. Let me tell you no, what. I, I am in elastic pants right now. I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine too. You're coming. You're dressed comfortably. You're at your comfort level. <laughs> I got the window open too, so the people across the way can see me. Oh, good. Yeah. And you're in a public library. And I'm in a public library, and I think they're about to ask me to leave. Sir, could you cover your tiny whiteies, please? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. They're boxer briefs, damn it. <laughs> tiny whiteies. What is this, the 1950s? Your months I wear tiny whiteies. Oh! <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I, I didn't want support. to imply. Thank you very much. I didn't want to imply anything by that. <laughs> That was a good line, dumbass. You need support. That's awesome. (laughs) I think we're done. I think so, too. Thanks, everybody. That was fun, you guys. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Kennelt. Find more Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraitry.